guys, welcome to a bonus episode of Deconstructing Damsels. In all my allergy glory, sorry if I'm coughing or sneezing, it's just been kind of crazy here in Germany and occasionally things don't work that well. So, this is a bonus episode. It's not going to be very long, it's just long enough to kind of give you guys a taste of what I'm talking about. Because I am going to do a short review on Ariadne's Relationships, which is a debut by Jennifer Saint. And I wanted to put it out there because it's release day, May 4th, <laughs> which is also one of my best friends, Aaron's birthday. And I want to say happy birthday, Air Bear. I also want to say thank you to my patrons, Marlena, Carrie, Kelly, and the Elm Sisters. Thank you guys so much. All that information will be below, but basically it's like everything else. It's patreon.com slash damselspodcast twitter all that so out of the way <laughs> all housekeeping out of the way so let's go directly to the review like i said it's gonna be a very short episode probably no more than like 10 minutes basically i was given the opportunity to read the ariadne piece by flat iron books on netgalley and i loved it it was a 10 out of 10 for me, which if you guys know, it's really hard to get like a 4 out of 5 for me. So a 5 out of 5 across the board, totally worth it. It's a Greek retelling set during Ariadne and her sister Phaedra's stories in a set like there's about like maybe 10, 15 pages of the before story, maybe a little bit more, but like it's very short before. It basically starts with the Minotaur when Theseus kills a Minotaur. And I'm mentioning that because this episode is going to be about the relationships and the way that the romance doesn't always work that well for them. So in this, Ariadne, who I, I always call Ari, she falls for Theseus in just a matter of days. He is the prince of Athens. He's this big, you know, strong guy that there's just something about him that that makes her notice. And of course, it's infatuation because she's a princess of Crete. She hasn't been allowed to go anywhere since Neptune, rather, I guess Poseidon, but anyway, Poseidon cursed her family, right? And had her mother want to lay with a bull because of something her father Minos did. And I have to say that's a really good point in this. So clear warning there are, you know, the story has a lot of talk about violence against women, about rape or sexual assault, that kind of stuff, because obviously that's not consensual. You know, it also talks about quite a few, you know, other areas like child, you know, murder, assault, animal sacrifice, it, basic things in Greek mythology, but I want to be clear about it because I think that's really important in this episode. So anyway, Ariadne helps Theseus figure out a way out of the labyrinth and gets banished from Crete, right? Because, I mean, her father had done that to another character in the past because he defeated Scullia <laughs> by basically using her father as a weapon and inevitably he was killed so i'm mentioning that because it's a it's a very clear line and in this world ariadne is left on the island of naxus basically to die after she helped save theseus and save his sacrifices basically or the sacrifices to the minotaur and it was not great. And of course, along the way, she meets Dionysus and she becomes his wife over time. And there is a very interesting timeline about women and choices, right? And I think that's very important to note. So there's this really 
solid area in this was a romance where Dionysus opens up to her and at this point he has not become mad with power. He has not like locked onto his Olympic background and he talks about how he loved this guy and you know his his first love was absolutely devastating to him when he died. And I thought it was really interesting the way that Saint kind of wrapped that into a solid idea. You know, she didn't like shy away from it. She didn't rewrite history. She fully put this in here that, you know, Dionysus loved who he loved and she doesn't say he's bisexual or anything, which is, you know, great because there's no labels, but he, she also doesn't assign things without taking them away. And I think that's really important, especially when it comes to Greek mythology, because often those that are not on the hero's journey are completely centered around the hero, right? That's the whole point of books coming out like Circe by Madeline Miller, A Thousand Ships by Natalie Haynes, which is about the Trojan War, uh, from a Trojan perspective especially. Like, all those things matter. And, you know, Ariadne does a really good job of keeping that in line with the, the idea of women being the feature, not a component. And she does this throughout the, the thing, uh, the book, <laughs> the thing, the book, sorry, um, I'm also kind of tired, <laughs> so, but the point being, she does a really good job of making you be invested in the story, and not necessarily rewriting them, she repackages and recrafts them, but she doesn't change the, the cruxes of the stories, right, and I think that's really important, because, you know, when she's with Dionysus, it's, if you know the Greek mythology, because it's, kind of hard to do spoilers on here because the Greek mythology is like 2,500 years old and you can just go on Google and see it. But I actually didn't know the story when I was reading it. So I think it's really important to point out that like, I think it was interesting how Theseus was her first love and betrayed her and left her to die. Basically he, they had sex, you know, he was ready to go and he hightailed it out of there and went back to Athens and was rah, rah, I'm the victor, you know, no mention whatsoever of help because Greek men back in the day, man. Anyway, so you start talking about that. And then, you know, she's kind of isolated on this little island, but she meets Dionysus and her world starts to build and she starts to get the future she thought she was going to have with Theseus, albeit differently. But at the same time, you know, Phaedra, who also helped them, who, you know, carried the item that Theseus needed to destroy their brother, like literally destroy their brother, is left on Crete and done so purposely. And then the new king, because Minos goes off looking for, you know, um, Daedalus, you know, and the sun and the in the ocean. Anyway, so he goes on his mad adventure because he's pissed off. He doesn't care about his daughter, but, you know, he was made a fool and God forbid. Anyway, we, we know... We know the Greek men in these stories, and I'm saying this specifically because I think it's important to, to note the location in this because it's a Greek retelling. Not just men in general, but in this specific story, there was a lot of like Athens, Crete, Sparta, you know, all those little city-states and city-nations are Greek in now times, and it's just easier to, to clarify that. Anyway, so... You know, he's off on his own trying to find Daedalus and they're just like rah, rah, rah. And the new king is her, is like her brother who came back from being sent away. 
And the brother's like, oh, yeah, sure, I'm going to marry you off to Theseus. And she's just like, uh, hi, what? Because last time she checked, he was on his way and Ariadne was with him. And it turns out that, you know, Theseus is saying, oh, no, she died. I was so sad about it. You know, she got poisoned, blah, 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 blah. And so Phaedra eventually has to go to Athens, but she's only like 13 at the time and she's not of age to really be a ruler. So, you know, she's learning the court and she's learning how things work and she's using what she's learned from her father, being a Cretan princess and bringing it over to Athens. And it's really interesting the fact she does that. And so she's there for like five years before she and Theseus get married. But in the meantime, she's really learning the court. And I think that's really important because you don't always see that when it comes to um, historical retellings. You don't always see the work that goes into integrating, but also the work and how you can make your life easier in the middle of chaos and pain and tragedy and grief. Because, I mean, she's grieving everybody at this point. She can't go home. Her father is, you know, God knows where. Her brother basically, like, gave her up. <laughs> So there's there's a lot of things that her sister, who she was closest to, is dead. There are other siblings, by the way, in this book. Um, one died, but it, they're not. They have no bearing on this particular story that much. So I I really appreciate the fact that Jennifer Saint put all these relationships in, and you know, eventually Phaedra and Theseus settled into a definitely wasn't a happy marriage because Phaedra had no interest in it. And she had no interest in being pregnant, and I appreciated the fact that you know she pointed that out. Like I would like to be pregnant, but not everybody does. Not every woman does, and not every person with a uterus does. And I mentioned that separately because of the way this is framed in the book. Um, but she's just very wanting to be in charge. She's got that mentality. And Phaedra's story, of course, is very tragic. And at one point, uh, Ariadne and Phaedra intermeet, and then, of course, the tragedy ensues, which is uh, Theseus's son comes to visit, and he is a son of an Amazon so it's a it's a whole thing and it's terribly sad and I'm not going to say too much about it but needless to say kind of Phaedra Phaedra is gifted the same hell that her mother was was given basically and it's very sad to sit there and and see it and to experience it and read it and then you get to Ariadne, and I'm not going to say what happens at the end of the book, because if you know the mythology, go for it. But if you don't, I don't want to spoil it too much, because it just shocked the hell out of me, and I was like, it was it was a lot. But, and this, this is not a romance book. I want to make this very clear, because it does not have a happily ever after. But I want to talk about it, because we've seen so many Greek mythologies being retold, right? Like, Katie Roberts just had uh, Neon Gods come out. When, and everybody's talking about it, right? Which is, again, a retelling. And so I think it's very interesting that there seems to be a movement up about retelling, you know, tragedies and Greek mythology. Not just Greek, by the way. I've seen a lot of, um, not a lot, but I've seen more increasing, you know, Indian mythology being written about. Uh, I think Love and Color just came out, which has got different West African retellings. And so... It's nice to see that. And of course, you also have like, you know, fairy tale retellings, which I've talked about quite a bit, so I'm going to skip them over here. But the point being, it's really nice to see a debut author taking her time and, and going into what she wants. Now, I do have a 
review on my Just Checks Out blog, which is not the same as Damsel's podcast. I'll put that in the, you know, box. I'll put it in the little description box. But basically what it, it, it talks a little bit about this, but it actually takes more quotes from the book because I, I really don't want to put too many quotes on the book. But because Saint did a really beautiful job of explaining the tragedy of these stories and how different genres really take different looks at it whereas this is more of a historical fiction retelling you know katie roberts is much more of a romance and it's it's got that dark factor from what i can tell i haven't read it but i know that a lot of people are talking about it online and i know she's got a lot of those kind of retellings and i wanted to point that out because as we're kind of falling into that retelling there's also like lore which of course is you know persephone and hades that one's talked about quite a bit well, I think it's Olympus lore, but it's the webtoon. I get it confused with the other lore, the, the big thick book. But anyway, so it, it's very interesting to see how people are piecing together the different elements and what works and what doesn't. And I, I just I think Jennifer Saint did a terrific job of making them work together, I, you know, interweaving both Ariadne and Phaedra and how their stories go in different ways based on the actions of men and the fact their stories are central. Like, as Dionysus slips into a madness of power that comes from being an Olympian god of sorts, you really notice how different life is when you are in a position of power. And it's not even subservience, but in a position of willful escape. And, you know, there's... There's this very interesting way of the psychology of it and the sociology of it, right? Because you see all these different elements of the the world. And I really want you guys to read this book. Uh, I usually do not recommend these kind of books on this podcast because this is a romance podcast. But I think it's a good balance to the romance we are seeing with the Olympian gods and, you know, the Norse mythology and so forth and so forth. I think it's a good companion piece to that in a way. So I wanted to shout it out today. I hope Jennifer Saint has an amazing debut day. I seriously, there was nothing I hated about the book. Any little dings that I could have taken off looking at it, like objectively, I could not because what I was complaining about was not a personal preference. It was like, well, I, I may have done this, but I also didn't know the story. So about like three fourths of the way through, I read the story and I was like, Oh, I can't ding for that because obviously I know the mythology now. So it's one of those moments. But honestly, I I think it's great. I know it's in the book of the month box this month. Uh, and it's out now everywhere. It's been out in the UK since April 29th. So I want to say thank you to Flatiron Books and to Amelia, who is the PR person who has done an amazing job of contacting me and following up, as well as NetGalley for the opportunity to read this ahead of the game and to kind of promote it because I'll probably be promoting it for a while. Just a heads up. I mean, I was talking about it back in March, right? And I finished it in like, I finished two thirds of it in about a day. So that should tell you something how deeply I was involved in it. Okay, this episode is going to be like 20 minutes long at this point. Not the 10 minutes. Sorry, guys. But I hope you enjoyed this little recap and the discussion of how stories about women taking control of their destiny and not rewriting it, just 
reshifting the perspective is really fascinating to see. I would also recommend A Thousand Ships by Natalie Haynes. I mentioned it earlier. I still would really recommend it. I, it was fantastic. If you can get the audio, it's amazing because the author actually does it. And there's a lot of similarities in the books, but not copies of each other. Like there's a very clear line of, okay, how do we reshift the dynamics in this book? Like, what do we do to make it better? And I, I really think it works, to be honest. I think that, you know, Ariadne and Phaedra have got their own stories, but they're inner interwoven really well and it kind of creates a strong connection even though there isn't one it's just there's this really nice way of things working out and there's all those content warnings I said in the beginning so I want you guys to be aware of those uh, I probably should have put the postpartum in there as well I am so sorry about that that is mentioned I I definitely want to mention that because I know that a lot of people with the users can get it so I hope you guys have a really good day. Enjoy your time off, whatever you're doing today. I don't know. Eat some ice cream if it's warm where you are, if it's cold and blacky like it is here in Germany. I don't know. Go, you know, get under your covers and have a hot tea. <laughs> Self-care is everything, right? All right. We'll be back next week with a whole new episode about something else entirely. <laughs> I should mention before I go that this is Nature Science Month, so I believe the next episode should be The Countess Conspiracy by Courtney Milan, and that comes from Amy from Words and Kisses Club, so hopefully you guys will enjoy that. And all my information for uh, Just Checks Out, which is live, by the way, the first video went up on May 1st. It's just an intro, but you can actually see Penny, like, moving and stuff. So if you definitely want to see that, you should watch it. I'll have all that stuff linked below. But basically, it's pretty simple. I mean, it's just an Instagram and a YouTube for the most part. There's a Twitter, but, I mean, it's very simply made for me. It's just a secondary way of talking about books. Which is why <laughs> one of the reviews is actually on Just Checks Out because of what I talk about. Go be the heroine in your own story. Don't wait for someone to write it when they feel like it. Like, don't become a passive participant. Create your own world and your own story. Now, bye, guys. Mm -hmm.